Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the TR90 Body Burn 30 support call. This call happens Monday through Friday at this time, which for me is 6.40 in the morning, Pacific time. Adjust it for your time zone. If you ever miss these calls, you can pick them up on Sound, S-O-U-N-D, Cloud, C-L-O-U-D, and put in Frank, F-R-A-N-K, Lomas, L-O-M-A-S, and TR90. And these calls will pop up, um, and they're now archived back nine-plus years. Uh, last, and, and usually what you see when you first go in, the early years, the first eight years, are all just the date and the host name. Excuse me. And the last month or so, we have actually, um, not the last month, last few months, we've actually been putting in the host name and with the topic that was discussed on the call or if it was a meditation, that it's a meditation and who the host name is and what the title of the, the meditation was. So there is that for your edification in case you're interested or if you ever want to go back and listen to some of those other calls or you miss a call, you can always pick it up. With that being said, the TR90 program is one really good clean lean meal a day, two shakes a day, three snacks a day, 30 grams of protein at least three of those meals, which is an important component of this, um, if you're a much larger person, you might um, increase the number of grams of protein either at each meal or have, have a fourth meal with 30 grams of protein to uh, kind of offset that a little bit. Taking your supplements 15 to 20 minutes before a meal is optimum. If you're not able to do that, then take them with your meals because it's better to take them with your meals than not to take them at all. Um, taking them with your meals... It just means that the the supplements haven't aren't ready to receive all of the food that's coming into your stomach in a timely fashion, and they'll still work. It's just not quite as effective as it would be if it was 15 to 20 minutes before, which is why they recommend 15 to 20 minutes. Drinking plenty of water to stay hydrated. The current thinking is at least one ounce of water for every two pounds that you weigh. So, for example, if you weigh 100 pounds, you should be drinking a minimum of 50 ounces of water daily. And water is really your your optimum best choice. Other fluids can count towards that fluid level, but um, there are pros and cons to that and things that you need to consider that will offset it, like calories and various other things. If you're exercising heavily or if you're perspiring um, or in a humid area and you're perspiring a lot, you'll need to increase that um, hydration level just because (coughs) your body will need it. And um, with that being said, let's see, seven to nine hours of sleep daily is also another really good thing. It will help your body get um, be able to do a lot of system resets overnight that are really important. And good sleep actually helps you make better decisions the next day, so it's a really good thing. 30 minutes of moderate to heavy exercise at least five days a week. That is also another good part, uh, good 
part of this um, lifestyle change because it is a lifestyle change. This isn't something you do just once and then you're over and done with. It's it's something you continue to work on for the rest of your life so that you maintain a healthy lifestyle and a healthy weight. And, and I can't say enough of wonderful things about this program. Seven plus servings of fruits and vegetables to go along with that protein. Um, the seven plus servings of fruits and vegetables give you a lot of micronutrients, a lot of macronutrients, and the fiber that you need and that your whole system needs to really offset some of the hormones and stuff that will um, that may have caused problems in the past. And so with that, I'm going to share some information out of a book that's called Fat Chance by Robert H. Lustig, MD. And the subtitle on it is Beating the Odds Against Sugar, Processed Food, Obesity, and Disease. And on Tuesday, I shared that there were four things that we need to do to alter our hormonal environment. One is to get the insulin down, which means to reduce your body fat and to improve the leptin resistance. The second is to get the ghrelin down to reduce the hunger. The third is to get the PYY or the peptide YY up to hasten satiety and the feeling of fullness. And number four, which is the one we're going to start with today, is get the cortisol down to reduce perceived stress and hunger and to reduce the deposition of energy into visceral fat. And so those were the first three I actually covered on Tuesday. So number four is get that cortisol down. Ah, the key to that one is exercise. Now, that's the hard one. Cortisol is your short-term friend and your long-term enemy. Keeping cortisol low, which means keeping stress down, is virtually impossible. There are more stressors today than there ever were. Oh, I see what I did with that. Than there were ever were before. And no way, natural way to deal with them. Our ancestors may have run away from the attacking lion, but it is considered poor form to bolt full speed from your yelling boss. Stress-induced eating may be one of the toughest challenges to overcome. First, because it's not the stress, it's the response to the stress that matters. This may be either genetically or prenatally determined and unlikely to respond to simple willpower. Second, since excess Cortisol drives visceral fat, insulin resistance, and further food intake. It's the triple whammy for the metabolic syndrome. Finally, cortisol alters the output of the amygdala in a positive feedback or a vicious cycle manner so that more cortisol results in more amygdala activation, resulting in more cortisol the next time, and so on. Since nobody's stress is going away in this lifetime, the overeating won't go away either. If you've got poor <coughs> excuse me, if you've got poor coping mechanisms and everything in life is chaotic, it's pretty hard to ignore your troubles and they tend to multiply. There is one simple, cheap and effective way to reduce your cortisol. Exercise. 
Although exercise raises your cortisol while you're doing it to, meta- to mobilize glucose and free fatty acids for energy, it reduces your cortisol levels for the rest of the day. It burns off fat in your muscles to improve muscle insulin sensitivity and in your liver to improve the hepatic insulin sensitivity. In our clinic, and this is Dr. Lustig speaking, the rule is to buy your screen time with activity. Every hour of TV or computer games means an hour of playing sports. This is the hardest for families to do because parents tend to use the TV as a babysitter. And modern children tend to prefer playing sports with a joystick. Many parents start dreaming about what college their child will attend before the child is out of the womb. Your children feel the stress which affects their moods and their actions and their studies. The pressure on children today is enormous. Where can they find the time for everything? There's, here's perhaps the most important idea in this book for raising children. If your child lays off the soft drinks and exercises, he will create time. If he exercises vigorously for one hour, his five hours of homework will only take four hours because he will be more focused and efficient. He will have created time. There are numerous studies around the country documenting this increased exercise improves kids' performance, school performance and behavior. Parents creating time is what life is all about in the 21st century. You can't increase the number of hours in the day, but you can increase your child's productivity. Sadly, your kids' schools don't doesn't get your school doesn't get get it. They're saying we have to teach to the test, otherwise no child left behind will pull our funding. Teachers, hear what you need to know. No child left behind is really no child moving forward and no teacher left standing. Teachers, exercise your kids during the school day. Lose 45, 45 minutes from the daily schedule and devote it to really huffy, puffy, sweaty exercise. The kids will do better in school and exhibit better behavior. Um, as a teacher, I can tell you I find that to be quite true. The way we need to be, processed foods altered our current environment. All the pieces were available for us to retool. For example, how about crock-pot dinners made that morning, salads that don't need cooking? Just be careful about what, the, what ingredients are put into the processed dressings. Hence, it's better to make your own. Kids need to bring lunch from home and not purchase at school, where, with a few notable exceptions, the food is highly processed, sugar-laden, frozen, so it contains no fiber, and shipped across country, and is plainly just plainly nasty. Like Deshaun's mother, at the beginning of this chapter, take the soda out of the house. Try to ensure that your child doesn't eat the home and school lunch or trade it with the classmate. Talk to your school principal about the food served at school. The school can do better. Make sure that the convenience food trucks don't line up outside the school waiting for kids to exit with dollars in their fists. If your kid is old enough, how about having him or her cook for the family? (coughs) 
They need to learn sometime, or in college, the freshman 50 will be, no doubt replace the freshman 15. Of course, these changes are applicable only to the middle and upper classes of society. The poor still do not have access to healthy foods or areas in which to exercise, and this is one of the many reasons that the public health solutions are also necessary, and those are coming up in future chapters. There are two ways to look at how our environment relates to obesity. The first one says that genes and behavior interact to drive weight and both genes and behavior are unalterable. So in this paradigm, all is lost. The second says that behavior is the output of hormones and hormones are responsive to the environment. Obesity is a hormonal problem and hormones are alterable, so in hormones there is hope. In this chapter, we'll all provide the rationale and methods I provided the rationale and methods to alter the environment for even the most recalcitrant of patients. But that doesn't mean it will work. The precepts will work for 60 to 70% of the obese population. Sadly, genetics, epigenetics, development, developmental programming, and environmental obesogens can overwhelm any environmental alteration. Sometimes medicine and surgery are necessary. And it looks like that we've reached the end of our, almost the end of our time today. I'm going to go back and actually give you what the solutions for. Get the insulin down, eat fiber, reduce sugar, and exercise. So that was the first one. The second one was to get the ghrelin down, eat breakfast with protein, stop nighttime binging, and sleep more. So that's the solution for the second one. The third one, get the PYYs up, eat appropriate portions, wait 20 minutes for seconds, and eat fiber. And then today, which was the get the cortisol down, and that one, the, the biggest solution is exercise. With that, I'm going to take us off of mute so we can say goodbye to each other. If at the top of the hour you're interested in building a new skin business, if you go over to Facebook, one Team Global Live, one of our leaders will be sharing some information on how to build that new skin business. This is Susan Mann for January 27th, 2022, signing out. I want to wish you a great day, and we look forward to having you back here tomorrow to listen to the wonderful meditation that Victoria will have prepared for us. So there we have it, how we can alter our hormones. Anybody have any thoughts or comments? Thank you, Susan. Oh, you are most welcome. Thank you for the recap. Oh, you're welcome. I I wasn't sure if 
it all came through on Tuesday's call, so I thought that recap would be a, a good way to either start us off or end us, so there we have it. <laughs> Well, if there's no other comments, I am going to let everybody go, and I will um, be anxious to hear what Victoria has to share with us for the meditation tomorrow. Hope you guys all have a great day, and if you get a chance, get some exercise in. It's not a bad thing. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye.